Yo, John, what's up, dude? My guy, what's going on, Mike? Hey, hey, not much, John. How's uh, how's the sound coming in? Perfect. Oh my god, sounds like you're sitting right next to me. <laughs> Man, I wish, dude. Yeah, uh, I'm just happy too. that we're not having connection problems for five seconds. <laughs> that um, happens. All right, but, yeah. So what's good, John? So I mean, right now, um, I'm looking at a you know a beautiful California. Uh, nice night in July. Uh, apparently, everybody spends way too much, Mike, on like irrigation systems for their little, like, think about it. Like, imagine if you had like a five by five foot area of grass. Right. But you, you have six sprinklers on it. Oh, <laughs> and, man. and, um, that's your only area of grass because it's California and nobody grows grass there. So you spend all that money on that little bit of part. But again, Mike, it looks nice with a nice cut. So again, we're not hating. We're all positive here. So yeah, I guess so. I mean, that does seem like a little bit excessive, man. If you're going to have like not the biggest yard, you know, maybe you get one sprinkler that, you know, covers a wide range. Right. You know, and, you know, instead of having like full blasts, you know, maybe you're making your lawn more of a pond than uh, saving that grass. I don't know. Hey, there's a couple of salamanders who are who are around the spot. I've named a few, but we'll not get into that tonight, Mike. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> what do you what do you think we should get started with tonight? I mean, a lot of topics. You know, sports are on the way back. Sports are happening again. Life's happening. Uh, Mike, but what I do you want to dive I- in? No, I got I got to dive in uh, right where, and I don't even care if we lose people through this because it's the coldest of takes podcast. Okay, and Mike, where are we find where are we found? We oh, that's right, about it yet. Hey, you know, coldest takes podcast available anywhere podcasts can be found: Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and you know, you you Google search it, you Bing it, you whatever, you'll find the pod. Um, sometimes it can be streamed on youtube and you'll find you know my uh my lovely mug up there on youtube so you know find cold takes on youtube find it on Apple, find it everywhere i'm one of your hosts mike um and then i got my boy john out in california i'm coming from mass he's in cali you know we're making this work over the wi-fi and the, and the right. internet and the cell phone waves you know we're doing the best we can here you know and uh, john man tell the people where you're at too man so obviously follow Coles It Takes, uh, the producer, Mr. Katzer over there, Mr. Cat, big cat, uh, the real big yeah, the cat, other, the, other big with cat. A, the other big cat with a K. Um, right. he knows, he knows what he's doing and, uh, follow Coles It Takes and me on, uh, Twitter, John J. Pat, you can follow John me J. there Pat. and we'll get it. And Mike, I just, I just, I, I, I have, I have thinking points about this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We need to come up with a name for the two of us for how we bet with golf because we're hot, Mike. We're hot. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's go right into tell, it, man. Tell the people we're, we're, Mike, we're hot. Yeah. We're hot. We're hot right now, man. Uh, you know, for the people, that want to get on our level right now, feel the hotness. 
uh, your boy Mike over here. Over here. You know, we've done this podcast for a minute, and we've always picked, you know, NFL games for fun, you know, against spread on ESPN or whatever the line or, you know, wherever you find the lines. We've done that. But, yes, John has bet in real life. Everybody I know has bet in real life before, except really me, your boy. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I thought it would be good for me to come into the betting, the sports betting world, sports gambling world. I'm not trying to go full in, full uncut gem mode. It, you you, can't, you can't go sticking, that way, Mike. Yeah, no. You got, I'm sticking to what I know. And, you know, John was trying to, you know, bring out some good points, you know, week by week at these tournaments, these golf tournaments, you know, unfurled. And if yes. anybody knows me, they know I'm a big golf dude. I know a lot about the sport, a lot about the game. And, you know, a couple weeks back, I kind of – I pretty much called that Bryson was going to win the tournament, and he did. And then I was riding high, and I was like, hey, Mike, you know, it, it might be good. You know, throw a couple bucks down here and there and a few guys and see, yes. you know, see what's popping in these tournaments. And I'm like, all right, dude, but, you know, I'm not – you know, I'm out in, you know, mass, you know. He's like, all right, John. All right, Mike. You know, you could throw, you could throw a couple down on, you know, on my account. You know, I'm, I'm where betting is legal. You know, it's a team effort. You know, it's, it's, That's right. it's team play here. And That's right. uh, so, I, uh, you know, John made his picks on uh, Wednesday, and I was, I was pretty, I was pretty much damn near like on the fence on if I was going to do this or not. Uh, I was, you know, like even, even if. It was for, you know, not the most money. I was kind of, you know, on the fence. And because I just figured that, you know, the one time I would start to, you know, throw money on sports, lose on these picks. And, you know, John, John was like, you know, you know a lot about this tournament. And I looked into it and I was feeling a certain certain player group. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to front. We went with the brand. We went with our guy Ricky Fowler, and in yep. hindsight, that probably wasn't the best. Of- Not a great pick, Ricky Fowler. You know, Ricky Fowler, he let us yes. down a little bit, but in hindsight, we should have known. Should have known that. Should have known. And uh, John, John, you had your lineup, and I was I. I only went with three, and then you you looked at my three, and you had Ricky in there as well, and you know. Uh, I put I put Gary Woodland in there, yes. and he was leading after day one, but he fell off yep. uh, towards the, the later rounds of that tournament. It was hot as hell, I guess, out there yes. in Dublin, Ohio. Uh, literal scorcher that whole week, and pretty much across the country, straight up scorcher. And then the final pick, I was just like, hey, man, feeling John Rom, And we went a few bucks on the boy. John Rom and John out there, Kelly. He was like, he was like, hmm, man. You know that sounds not too shabadoo. Mm-hmm. And you know, John doubled down on that as well. And we we came up, we came up, we came and, up. You know, it was John's first time back to the betting scene. Yes. Uh, after this, you know, quarantine period, John's been a little bit more seasoned. John is the Adam Sandler. Uh, of this, uh, maybe not to that extent, but you know, uh, John knows more about the betting world than I do. Uh, but for like for me, like coming well, out, like obviously, so much luck involved, and you know, big ups to John Rom. I didn't even know 
he was going if he won he would be number one in the world i didn't know that right in. and you know what you know what was the best part about that that whole bet that we had uh just getting back into the world of sports and normalcy you know at least for us guys who who love sports you know I know a lot of people are indifferent and they do whatever they want and this hasn't affected them, but you know what? I don't care about them, Mike. I really love sports. I really do. And I really like getting in the betting world once in a while. And uh, John Rom was told to me by a couple, uh, by a boss like two or three years ago and he finished top five in one of the majors. And I was like, I'm going to keep an eye on this guy. Right. And then right, right. when the odds, Mike, we're 2,000 to one. I mean, you could throw a couple bucks on that and be rich, baby. Like, you know, like you throw, yeah. ten, you throw 10, that's 200. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, dude. Like with Rombo, man, like yeah. with that tournament, especially you have to look at what were the factors, you know, it's, it's a championship style golf course. There's a lot on the line. Um, you have to know, you know, the Corona situation, um, the weather played a factor. And that, that was like the main thing was like, who is going to be the guy that's going to manage this golf course the best. And I don't know, it just, I guess, you know, Rombo at that plus two, that, that plus 2000, you just looked right, man. I, you know, obviously there's a lot of luck involved, but if you looked at the trends and how his game was trending, um, he was due to at least like being that top yeah. 10 and he got it done. So like, I know, kinda, I'm, I'm enthused. I kind of like him uh, being the number one, like kind of going into the first major, you know, if he, yeah, say, I mean, if he stays that way, that would be kind of cool. Well, you know, it seems like, like it would be it like, seems like he right. could potentially lose it though. Like if he loses like next week or something, if like Justin Thomas or something, I don't know the right. exact fit figures, but um, the first major is going to be August 6th. So like they got this week and then next, next week will be the major, I believe. Um, so, or the following week after that will be the yeah, major. Yeah, yeah. So I, there, there is some time for him to hold it on. I, I he seems like an unlikely you know, number one, I didn't expect him to to grab it, but at the same time, he is a solid player. He's very feisty, though, and that's the that's the thing. Um, the feistiness is a gift from the curse, dude. <laughs> dude was winning by multiple shots, by like yeah. five, by like five six shots, and then he tries. It's like a par five. It was a smart play for him to, you know, hit driver on this tee. Maybe not the smartest of plays because he probably could have hit three wood, you know, bend in the fairway or even like slightly right. Like the dude he was playing on Sunday, Ryan Palmer, all he did was hit it to the right on Sunday. Like everything was like a little, you know, baby fade. And he, he missed uh, a lot of shots to the right on Sunday. And I, I think it was like 16 or 17. It's like part five and Rom. He's he, he hits a, like a pretty good power fade like and he you know if you know golf if you know John Rom he's like 26 I believe and he's uh you know a pretty strapping young lad and uh, he, good, can, he, he can belt he can belt it out there but dude yeah. belted it way left into a tree and it went and landed in the penalty area and um he, I think he got a double on the hole or something like that and he still won by like four Yikes. shots. So it <laughs> just 
All right, so Mike, I gotta ask you though about that. All right, because there was controversy, right? About the did he hit it with his foot, and all of Twitter was calling in on that hotline that CBS has or whatever that you can call in to like say a golf rule didn't happen or whatever. It's like the snitch line in the bubble in uh, in, in the NBA you know, like going on right now. And um, did you think he did anything wrong, though? You're, wait, it was Rom? I don't know, maybe I'm thinking of DeChambeau. Oh, with DeChambeau being out of bounds? No, no I'm talking about the one where they, they, like, they were saying that it was still rolling. I can't remember who it was now. Anyway, it, it might have been it might have been Shambo. My, my 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 question to you, Mike, okay. overall is I think it was Shambo. Do you like the snitch line? Or no. no or, or would you rather just like let it play out because sports are imperfect, right? Yeah. Uh, I like think about when you were in you were in high school, Mike, or you were in anything growing up. And they got a call, and they made the call, and it, it probably wasn't the right call, but it was what it was, and that's the end of the game. Okay. So, you know? So, Rom, Rom chipped in for birdie at the 16th hole uh, at the Memorial. But it... But I guess, like, they said, like, the ball moved or something. Yeah, while um, he was, like, hitting it. And Which he, isn't Rom, his fault. Right? No, no. Rom, and, and so, like, Rom addressed it, and he was in the rough, and he, like, didn't touch the ball or anything. And when he went back in his swing, um, people noticed that the ball, like, moved ever so slightly or whatever. And it was, like, already when his swing, I guess, was in his backswing. And so this is what Rom said. Rom Rom goes, I didn't see it. Rom said, you know, I I promised open honestly, and I'm a loyal person, and I don't want to win by cheating. He said the ball did move, so, like, he was fine with it. Um, And so, you know, that, I guess, did happen. But, you know, know, Rom, I guess, Rom might have saw it. And maybe he didn't. I don't know. But I think sometimes in golf, you know, you can't really help. Like, if you, even if you're well, not doing anything to influence the ball, it might move. And I well, feel like that was the case with Brom. Like, looking at right, the play on right. replay now, um, a couple times back, because I did see that chip in um, and, you know, the ruling after. And then I believe DeChambeau he made a big fuss about his ball when it was like clearly out of bounds, like over a fence. And yeah. so it just shows like two different things. Like, like DeChambeau for as good as he is, he is really like his ball was like clearly out of bounds. It was like a fence. And like, he was trying to like play like the man-made thing, but like the fence was like their out of bounds line. And he was trying to like loophole, like their loophole. And it was just weird. And Rom, on the other hand, was like, I chipped in for birdie on this hole, and I didn't move the ball knowingly, but 
you know, you know, these guys out in left field that are sitting on their couches at home are like, I can see on my 72 inch, you know, megapixel flat screen that this ball moved like ever so slightly and they get on their Twitter fingers and chime in and Rom's like, I'll win this thing regardless. Um, I think it's kind of bullshit. I'm sorry to be long winded, but I do think it's, I do think it's kind of bullshit because there are some lies I would say that the golfer can do nothing about. Right. Um, and imagine if you're plugged, dude. Like, you're plugged in a hole. It's been wet all day. Uh, imagine the British Open, basically. Right? And right. You, and all of a sudden, you're plugged in a, a, you know, in a really, you have nothing you can do on your, on your shot. Right? Right. And you hit it, and you might move it before and it goes backwards. And this guy, because he has a 80 inch TV and he can see everything calls into the hotline and says, Oh, well that's a stroke penalty. What are you accomplishing? It's really some, some troll type shit because uh, a lot of the times if, if you're playing the game, like how it's supposed to be played, like, you know, um, it would be determined. It, it should have been determined. Like, I felt like even the PGA, like, they had to give the stroke penalty because it's on television and, and everyone like, but, gets but, all fired up over this shit now. But if they, like, had integrity, they would have been like, he didn't influence the ball. And right. the biggest the biggest thing to me is, is it's weird. It's weird, the rules. It, it really is. And it should be defined clear as day. I forget what year it was. It was in the 2000s and Dustin Johnson was playing in a PGA championship and he could have won the PGA championship. It would have been his first major. Dustin Johnson is one of the most consistent golfers on the tour. He's won every year for like over the past 10 years and he's won multiple majors at this point, but there was a time when he really struggled and there was one year where he absolutely dominated and he was going to win and in fact he did win and then somebody whether they were on the course or at home or whatever somebody was like hey you grounded your club in a bunker that was something that was designated a bunker and he had no idea that it was even a bunker and if you looked at the course if you looked at the shot and everything where he was, it was like on the 18th hole or some shit like that. He hit his ball into the right rough. And I guess at, I believe it was at Pinehurst or at one of these fucking courses where they got a lot of sand and it's like everything's a fucking bunker, except we got, we got regular rough everywhere and it looks like there's just patches and shit. So we're, it's the 18th hole. It's like, you know, down to the wire and you know Johnson hits his shits in the rough, and his ball's like on grass and sand, and he grounds his club before he hits it because he thought he was in the rough, and he just hit it, played it, and like won the tournament. And then after they're like, "Nah, man, you didn't, you didn't win," and uh, he owned it like a champ, and he, you know, he didn't win. They gave it to the other dude, and it it was some bullshit because if it wasn't for like the fans trampling down that area you know the maybe the bunkers would have been more clearly outlined or maybe the rule is just a little bit 
arbitrary and it, it should be amended for when for what like how are you gonna just how are you just gonna be on the course and think you you like you're doing something by the book by the right <laughs> way and then and then you get called on after the fact because joe fucking schmo is is out there in, in albuquerque sitting on sitting on his house and he's like hey like you know you're you the ball moved the half of half a pixel on my on my flat screen so like that that can't be right I, I'm not here for that at all. So, so Mike, you bring up a great point right here. Is these assholes who are doing the rules for the PGA? Yeah, it's like why do we have reps? Means means that I could sit on my couch and call a number and be like, "Hey, yeah, that's uh, that's not how it goes." And the PGA is like. Oh yeah, no, no, you're right. Okay, bye. And then they fire somebody. You're like, wait a minute. Um, does that mean I can actually, Mike? I might drop, uh, you know, the Stanley Cup puck right now. Yeah, right, dude. Like, it, you know, it, like it I makes could be no right. sense, dude. Yeah, like, that, it, that's so if, dumb. If we if we have like, an organization, why is there a hotline? Yeah, why dude. Is there if, a hotline. If, if we have an organization that is pride on prestige, it's been around since like the beginning of time, you know, you know, any sport really, you know, there's a level to it. And then you just, you just let any, anybody off the fucking street tell you what to do. And then you make changes to your shit. It doesn't matter what it is, whether, whether you're a sport, whether you're a company, whether you're a game, like whatever it is, if you're like, Yes, you know, it's good to listen to your, you know, your your customers, your, you know, your player base, you know, whatever. But at the same time, just don't roll over and be dumb. <laughs> you have you pay these dudes to go week to week to these events and be referees. Let right. them be referees, let them see the right. see the highlight and then determine what it is. Like don't just let don't just let you know i hate to say it don't just let the karens just 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 chirp at you and troll you to death and just be like oh what the hell Uh, i have no choice now so then you're losing at that point mike it's it's so bad because um, I i understand where the uh the the golf game is coming right because they're thinking they're thinking like all right well, we have to we have to pander here. We have to pander here. We have to do all that, but at the same time, dude, you, like, come on, man, <laughs> like that's so dumb. Yeah, dude, it really is. Like, I know, <laughs> I know, it's like technology forward, and and you know all this shit. Like, we got so much technology in the game. You know, it should be you know like let this let some somebody you know just chime in and do that. But it just sounds ridiculous when you have all these like minuscule rules and all these things. And then like you're not even you, like you don't even have the officials on the course like enforcing it. Like set your set your officials up with like uh, a freaking window surface like they're in the NFL to where like if some of this stuff gets called in, the officials can look at it and then determine and not feel like they're on their back two feet because that's from you know reading the article 
from watching the tournament, reading the article about it, it seems like they they're just it seems like more often than not in these situations that they're just on their back feet and they're just like, uh, like we have not we don't know what to do. I mean, pretty much, dude. Uh, there's fuck. There's a lot. There's a lot more going on besides that uh, with these assholes. So, um, Mike, it would be a nice transition here if I could. Yeah. If I could do it from golf right. to a little MLB action. It's coming on Friday, Mike. It's the first sport to come back. How are your feelings? Feel you pretty good. I feel pretty good about it, dude. And I'll t- I'll tell you this. Um, you know, regular season baseball is gonna come back on Friday. They're airing some of these final, you know, preseason, you know, trial games. And yep. I think baseball is a type of sport where like I think they'll be all, you know, I think golf by far is was the like racing even too, like racing and golf mm. were the things that I thought like for sure, like they should have came back first. Like it made sense. Yes. And then baseball, yeah, yeah. that makes soccer, sense. Well. Soccer too. Soccer, soccer to an extent um, for sure. But I think with the baseball coming back, I think it's going to be cool, dude. I, it's going to be different. Um, you know, there's some inc- uncertainty behind Toronto because, you know, they don't want the Americans coming into Canada pretty much. So they Toronto, might be like, playing in Buffalo, Mike. Right. Right. So they might play in Buffalo, and that'd be pretty cool. So I was um Bill's Mafia, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I mean the color scheme is the same, so it would <laughs> it'd work out. But it would. Um how but, funny so, would that be though, Mike? Like just as a side note, like the Bills Mafias just throwing each other through tables for a sixty game season. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel for like team, for a team that doesn't even play for their city, that would be yeah. But I mean, Bills Mafia. I would love for it. you know upstate New York, bro. I mean, Hell yeah. they're, they're probably most likely fans of the Yankees or the Mets, and then like I mean, Toronto's not that far away, so eh, yeah. you know, I could, I could see it. I could see it. But uh, so when I was on vacation at the you know hotel i was staying at you know it was everything was very safe i don't want you know the listeners to like look at me some type of way you know i did my due diligence i had my anxiety over the trip anyways by being safe but um it was it was fine it it really was fine for the most part and and one night so the hotel basically the room that i that we were in was basically untouched for months. It looks like it looked like <laughs> nobody was going into these rooms until like you know they were they were booked up for. So it, it seemed like you know so like we came in and we disinfected the shit out of it like as soon as we walked in the door, and uh, even though they did and it was clean, it was clean place and everything. But no, but you gotta do your own, right? And so we did that, and I'm I'm telling you that, and I'm telling the listeners that. So you guys yeah, don't look also, weird. That's not, no, 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 no. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> if listeners think that's weird, then fuck them. Because, uh, no, that's not weird at all. Like, you go into a hotel room, you disinfect it yourself as well. Yeah, so so did that shit. But uh, one, of the, one of the cool, you know, you know, for, for our sports guys and everything, one of the cool yeah. parts of the, of the trip was, uh, you know, the night before – Night before I left, you know, you know, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to say it. 
you know, I like to, I like to, you know, you know, smoke a little bit of the, you know, the vitamins as they say, you know, I get, you know, I get the good vitamins in and you can't smoke in the hotel. Obviously it makes sense. You know, and so can't smoke, gotta go outside. And at the hotel, it's because it's the vitamins, Mike, the vitamins, they can't, they can't do well in the, in the, you know, actual room, obviously. Right. But it was it yes. was a policy, you know, banned or whatever. <laughs> so any smoking had to be, you know, partook outside. And you know, yes. I I like to, you know, park my, I, you know, it's routine. I've been going to this, you know, the same place for a couple of years now. And basically, you know, for a side note, is, you know, I should have maybe went during the week instead wow. of the weekend because wow, there was ton boy. ton tons of people but it was it was okay it was fine but i'm just saying like probably should have went during the week and the beach that was the only beach that i could go to without being a resident of the state of rhode island so everybody was trying to go and the lifeguards and stuff they basically stopped they they only like you know how like in the early morning they have somebody like you know, rake in the fucking red algae or the algae and mm-hmm. the shit, yeah. the seaweed and all that shit. And yeah. they would only do that on certain days. And they basically tried to deter people from like coming to the beach and like overpopulating the beach because all anybody wanted to do is go to this, go to this beach. So yeah. the, I've been going to this place for three years now. Um, doing the same, is it going to this the same spot three years? Like this was our spot. This was it. Like every single year we go, and there's nobody there at this time. I swear to God, every single year you saw the you saw the shark guy, Mike. Right. Everybody, every every single year, it's the chillest time ever. There's hardly anybody there. It's fine. But for some reason, this year, I think it was because of COVID, oh, and everybody wants to come back was it was swarming it felt like it was a holiday and it wasn't a holiday so you know no. that was the only downfall of the thing but the high the sports highlight is um that saturday night i'm going out for a little smoke and i you know car and i hear you know someone coming down the stairs from like you know that's the other floor so i slow up a little bit and i want to let this dude go and it turns out it was like this dude that I already seen before, and he comes down. He's like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, man." Uh, and he, I'm like, "No, it's all good." And he goes out, and um, like you gotta wear like your mask and shit, like while you're inside. And so he goes out. I follow him out, and he's wearing like a Heart for the Whalers shirt. So I'm like, "I'm like, hey, man, I'm, I'm digging that that Heart for Whalers shirt, but." But uh, I'm digging that hard for Whalers shirt, but I can't wait for August 2nd. You know, that's going to be a great night when the Bruins come back uh, uh, for the, you know, start that season. That's right. And he was like, he got wicked amp. And, and he was like, yes, dude. And, and you know, we started going in and he was like, he was like, um, he was like, yes, can't wait for hockey. And then he was like, I bleed blue and orange. He was like, I'm an Islanders fan. And, uh, but, you know, respect, you know, I love, love hockey and everything like that. And he clearly was a big fan, you know, by wearing the Whalers and then talking about the Islanders. And, um, that was wicked cool to me. And like, he goes out there to go, to go smoke. And like, I'm out there smoking 
and we're shooting this shit about, you know, hockey. And then he asked me about, he's like, he's like, uh, he asked me about the Mets, whatever, because he said he liked the Mets. And uh, I was literally, <laughs> I swear to God, bro, I swear to God, this really happened. I was legit chief in an L outside while this dude was like ripping a dart. And he was telling me about how much he loves the Islanders. And he, he, he and he asked, he had to be running a dot. Yeah, and <laughs> and he asked me about the Mets, and the Mets were playing the Yankees that night. And yep. the Yan- I was like, and it was like right before I was going in, and he's like, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, Yankees are up, you know, four to two right now. And he got, he's like, all oh, pissed or whatever. It was like it's still a preseason game, or whatever. And, but it was the Mets, and um. I get back to my room and I walk in and the Yankees are up nine to two now. And I thought that was, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny, um, but that was like a cool part of the trip for me. And then, but watching the baseball to you know bring it back to baseball was I really enjoyed the cardboard cutouts of the people, yes. the actual fans. The fans paid a certain amount of money, like fluctuated in price, to be like closer to home plate and yeah. not. And you'll be – they put your cardboard cutout for every single home game. And it's – to me, it's wicked cool. Uh, I don't know what you think about it, but uh, I'm here for it. I think this – so uh, to me, baseball is only interesting when this, you know, weird stuff is going on. When it's 162 games, when it's normal, it's boring as all hell. But when this stuff is going on, I'm all about it. Mike, I don't think you could have said that any better. My question to you is, for 60 games, how much would you pay to have your own cardboard cutout in anywhere, in anywhere in the stadium? Just let's let's ballpark it first. Well, well, I know the figures, but like I'm oh, saying, oh, okay, I I don't know the figures. Well, then what what would you ballpark it? Ooh, since I know, I, ooh, so if ooh, so, I'm oh, t- so what I know. On me, bitch. So yeah, I'll turn I'll turn it on you. Yeah, yeah, I'll turn it on you. So, so if you're closest to home plate, it's gonna be more money. And if Obviously. and they they pr- only do it if a couple sections, from what I saw the other night. And if you're farther away, it'll be a little bit less money. Um, so where would you like to be, and how much are you willing to pay to be second, in that section second. behind home plate? Oh, oh, to be in that section behind home plate. All right. Because that's pretty much where the fans are. They're not dotting it all around the field. Because it's basically for when the the TV viewers are seeing that pitcher shot when it's behind them. Right, mouth. right, right. But I honestly want to be somewhere else, Mike. All right. Well, you know, this is your question right. that I turned back upon you. So you so, can sit wherever so, you want. So I feel like they'll let that happen. So if you're at Fenway... And anybody who's ever been to Fenway knows that the Red Sox dugout is on the first base side. And if you don't know that, then I cannot help you <laughs> to be a Red Sox fan. I really can't. Um, but I want to be in the second section there, right behind the Red Sox dugout on the first base side. I want to be probably about the first base like about that level but i'm thinking right there mike that way you, okay. you're gonna get some foul balls there sounds expensive 
and it might be expensive. Uh, I mean, you might get foul balls there in real life, but your cardboard cutout is going to get its head taken off. In, that's in that's cardboard. fine. But I get money if I get my head taken off. That's that's yeah, my that's my condition, Mike. If I'm ever going to sign this to use my likeness <laughs> to to shout out to NCAA. <laughs> Yeah, dude, the collegial lifestyle. To yeah, use dude, my gotta, likeness. If they're gonna use your likeness, you're gonna have to get residuals <laughs> if they t- take off your your dome piece to foul ball. Speaking of wish money, that's a good segue here. Another one is how do we feel about these old games being played on Twitch? Because Wait, are you gonna say? Are you gonna say how much you're gonna pay, or are we gonna go into this and then come back to that? Wait, how much I pay to uh, for my cardboard cutout there? Yeah, you never said how much you would pay. Oh, um, for the entire season. Yeah. Oh, uh, the people want to know. Games, Sixty games, uh, five thousand dollars, easy. Oh, okay. Well, easy. that I mean. I mean, for right there, it seems like it probably would be five thousand dollars. From what I'm hearing, it's like five hundred bucks to get your picture like behind home plate for one game, though. Right? Is it for one game? I think it's one game, like. Oh man, I thought it was for all of them. For no, that's not like, good. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> like so, so if this, yeah, if it's one game, five hundred dollars. I don't know. Count me out. Yeah. Uh, but how funny would Yikes. it be though if it was five hundred dollars or just every game? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I'd want it to be. Like that'd be sick. Your, your be face sick. is I just posted that. behind every game, bro. Like, eh, like what if, what if you had like a big like pull hitter where you they pretty much hit all their home runs in like the same spot, and you just like had your you were like, hey guys, at you know, may, let's say it's Mike Trout in L.A. You know, and he likes to hit it, you know, over the right field wall or something like that. And he hits it in a certain section. You're like, hey, guys, I want to hit. I want my my uh, cardboard cutout to be in this section, in this seat. And then you can change it, you know, you know, game by game or whatever. And they'll move it around. And then one game, he just boom, hits one and just rockets it through through your through your face hole. Right. And it's like a highlight on Sports Center. I think that'd be sick, dude. Right. Uh, you're the you're the only cardboard fan out in right field, and Trout just mm, murders your face. Just murders yeah. your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be awesome, dude. Your so, fake face. Your fake face, of course. Nice so, real. So here's the problem, though, Mike. Is um, I think that um, you might have to tell your dad about this. Is that um. Everybody would be buying real estate on the Yankees' short porch uh, because it's the shortest porch of all time, and it's basically illegal for baseball that it should be 300 feet where you can have a home run if you're a lefty. And uh, I'm not saying that it, it, it made the Yankees win 27, but I'm also saying that it definitely is the reason why they won 27. Um, you know, isn't I'm Fenway pretty short, bro? Isn't Fenway pretty short? Well, the monster has a wall, so you have to get over that. Uh, true, true, short. Well, LA Dodgers, they have a short, 
little porch as you described. Yeah, yeah it's the fucking LA Dodgers. When have they won shit since '88? When Gibson did his little. Punk right, I'm thing. just trying to deflect off off the Yankees, bro. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I know you are, and uh, but you need to know that the Yankees are, are frauds. You know, I, guys. you know, I'm, I'm I just mean, doing my diligence for the cat for the OG Catman now, but I think that might be, uh, you know, a rivalry battle that you guys will have to have sometime. Because uh, that's a good one, and that's a good one that you're bringing up, uh, you stickler. <laughs> Once in a while, I try it. I think honestly, it's 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 just not even worth like people are going to bring it up like, oh, that guy went sixty games in a row where he threw, a, you know, a hundred and ninety-seven pitches each game. All right, sick. That's not how the MLB is. So. People need to relax on that. And then also need to relax on this is going to be an asterisk season. It happens. It's going to be an asterisk season in a lot of events. And that's right. what brought, brought, brings me, I should say, to my right. point about the Bruins. Is oh, okay. That they are the best team in the league. And the fact that they have to play for their seeding. Because they have to play Philly and uh, in Tampa, 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 uh, somebody else, and uh, the Capitals. So Philly, Tampa, and the Capitals, like that. Why? Why? We're the best team in the league. I don't understand that. Well, all four of them are right, but that's what I'm saying, though, Mike. Yeah, yeah. No, it's weird. It's weird. I feel like every league right now is in this weird position where. You know, they're trying to do it efficiently as possible. But it's like you're saying, dude, with the asterisk, John, it's like, do we even count this as something real? Should should the players be looking at this as more practice than than real, true, you know, bleeding hockey, bleeding basketball, bleeding baseball, like real, true grit type of stuff? Like, um, you know, especially with the leagues that were already going, and now they're coming back. Like it seems like it's it's weird. Like, what do you call it? You know what it is, Mike. Um, I'm if oh boy, this is gonna listen. You know I have the bias, right? I'm, yes, I'm a Boston New England bias. bias. New England bias forever, right? Um, you know, I'm agreeing with it, but. If the Lakers win during this, I will say this, Mike. It's a cold take. LeBron might be the greatest player ever. Because he can win in the COVID times? No, because he can win in anything. Oh, yeah, right. Well, I guess I didn't didn't look at it. He can win him when he, he can win in Miami when he went on his basically when he went to Miami it was like him going to college right they get four years in a fun place uh, where you know all the hookers and everything and having a great time good for him <laughs> they won two championships and then he went to Cleveland and he went back there and still won one if he can win one in these times like I'm yeah I mean I, I mean. And he's a good dude. I mean, you know, I can... you know, I've I've talked a bunch of shit on LeBron. You know, I have. 
yeah, on this podcast. You know, you moved out to California and you completely changed. You know, you're on but, you're on but, the LeBron no, side. He's now. a good human being. Yeah, no, he really is. He really yeah. is. Um I to be honest, dude, I didn't really know what to make these COVID championships, these COVID seasons and everything. With some sports it does seem like legit and real. With baseball, like I don't know, like um you know, baseball hasn't played any games, so we'll see how it goes. NFL hasn't played any games yet, so we'll see how it goes. And I think it'll help those those franchises, uh, those uh, leagues more because the, the season hasn't started for their franchises. Whereas, you know, NHL and NBA, it, you know, yes, it's going to be fun. It's going to be competitive, but it's almost like a whole new, you know, thing. And yes, I agree with you that you know LeBron is a goat, and he is the, the uh, you know phenomenal at what he does. Um, but I gotta imagine LeBron also feels kind of slighted, where like yeah. you know he couldn't just do a regular you know full season. I you know as much as it's cool, and he, LeBron got to rest and rehab and and do all these things, and now they're in the bubble, and it, it as bad as they make certain stuff sound it seems cool the but you know all this bubble stuff they're building barbershops in the bubble but uh it just seems with the season already going on and then and then it's stopping for months on end and then coming back i until i see it a few games and stuff i just think it's i don't know i can't like it doesn't feel like an NC double, uh, it doesn't feel like an NBA championship. It doesn't feel like an NHL championship. You know, I did hear that they're only giving part of the cup um, to the Stanley Cup winner. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Um, so they'll, they'll just give the whole thing. Yeah, they have to. Um, first of all. My thing, my thing with anybody who has ever, ever even listened to this, watched this, whatever you decide how you're going to look at a podcast or even have heard my voice. I grew up playing in empty rinks, okay? And I played because I, I loved the goddamn game. And there is no chance that these million-dollar athletes are going to pass that chance up to actually lift a trophy at the end of it. I didn't get a trophy when I played in Albany, you know, on uh, Saturday at 9 a.m. I didn't, I didn't get a trophy, okay? These guys are built different. And for the NHL, the NHL will finish it. Well, the NHL played ninety percent of their season. the The NHL played ninety percent of their season already. So, with them going in, going back into this, it makes more sense for them. What, my my thing is with the NBA. Like, how many games left were there in the NBA season? Like, um, like I I don't know. Like, I guess. Like, I guess. Yes, it's an asterisk for COVID. But you're right, John. You're definitely right. Like, if you've ever played a sport, dude. And you've ever had to travel, it's um, you know, it, it, you know, it's a lot. It's a commitment, and right. for these players, they're the best at what they do. 
you know, they deserve that recognition, whether it's in a marred season or not. Because it wasn't like it was their fault. It wasn't like the right. players were holding out or anything. And that, it was it was that, legitimately that, a global pandemic. Mike, Mike, also, people need to understand that, that it was not their fault. A lot of a lot of people have taken the Twitter and Instagram. And they're like, "Oh, well, this guy's not playing. He's a coward." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, what? What? <laughs> like, calm down." Yeah, no, it's weird. Let's it's take like some steps. It's like, uh, it's like regardless if you think, you know, it's like some people are gonna be like, "Oh, this whole thing's a hoax." Like, why are you being, you know, this type of way? It doesn't matter how you feel. Just like. Just be like, don't respect the other person for like how they feel, and like don't just don't just like get up all in their shit, dude. It's not worth it, man. Um, I think I think this these these championships and stuff, especially I especially I th- I think it'll be easier with NHL, um, but with the NBA, it's gonna be interesting with the type of game it is. I I'm gonna be concerned with um them that like them dudes getting sick because a lot of those guys are are accustomed to certain uh lifestyles and stuff and it seems like a lot of that's turned on a dime almost and um i'll be interested to see what happens with like their eating habits and everything because i've i've read and i've seen in reports that um there's a lot of weird rules and stuff in place with this NBA bubble. Right. And I don't understand for me, if you're abiding by the rules, right? right? Like you're in the NBA bubble, you, you and I were, we're, let's just put ourselves there. We're, we're abiding by the rules. And then you call the snitch line. Yeah, dude. And then Mike, who do you think calls the snitch line first? Oh man, Chris Paul. Well, besides Chris Paul, we obviously know he's number one. Yeah, it's like who's number two? You know, know, Mike. Man, it's just so sucky, man. When you know, it's like the <laughs> snitch line is is in everything. It's like you got the golf snitches that are at home, right. like trying to like. But these Screw are, over, but these are like, NBA snitches, Mike. Yeah, and then you got full on NBA All Stars, just just doing like petty shit where that like that's really not even a big deal because like you know like for the most part they're all quarantined together and and they're all pretty much being safe, but like the dudes are out here just to make the other guy look bad. <laughs> And uh, it's just it's just kind of sad. I don't know who'd be number two. Maybe Harden. No, I don't think he'd snitch. I think he'd be the one who was snitched on. Right. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So who's going to be like the other top snitcher of the NBA? Oh, boy, man. Um, I can go with a lot of players. Anybody on the Lakers? Before I give They're... number three, because number three is LeBron, so number 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 two is everybody else on the Lakers, just like snitching on the Clippers. <laughs> like, 
Kawhi right, right. Leonard, They're not snitching on Kawhi each other. Kawhi Leonard yeah. goes to the strip club with uh, Harden, and then all of a sudden they're getting snitched on. <laughs> I mean, this league, Mike. Well, they can't even they can't even do that. They they can't do much. Like there's I mean, it seems like it seems like to be stuck on the Walt Disney World Resort with your basketball homies like seems like it'd be the best time ever. Like as as bad as shit is with having to get tested all the time, being away from your family, you know, you're making millions of dollars to, to entertain people that are going through everyday life that are that that are going through the same shit that you're going through. But but you're have the platform to, you know, help galvanize the nation. And, yeah. um, you know, you can go fishing on, you know, the lake that surrounds all these like Disney hotels and parks and shit. It's amazing. Like I saw I saw footage of like. Like Paul, not Paul George. Um, it was it was uh, somebody fishing, and yeah, yeah, and it's just like the coolest thing ever. Because I'm like, I remember that I was like, oh yeah, when I was 12 years old, I went there, and my dad and I we took a we took a little paddle boat out on that lake and did some fishing. It was fun, and it's like, oh, here's my NBA superstars right. that I adore, and they're out there yucking it up like they're you know kids or college guys. It's the coolest thing. It is, Mike. But also, how many of them are going to be throwing, like, having girls jump a fence to come into this? <laughs> then, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of them. Who's snitching? That's what I'm saying. Because, like, if if you're if you're a lot of these dudes, they got disposable income, <laughs> and uh, they're not. They they don't have a girlfriend or a wife yeah. or you know a significant it's other wild. or whatever and yeah um I I think it's already it's happening already, I think it, people are it literally has already happened and yeah I think it you know on the NBA line so Mike my question to you is does the snitching actually affect how you're gonna play for that for the rest of the Whatever this season is, I think this season. I think this season, and they can't get it together anymore. They have no team. Well, dude, I, dude, I think this uh, season will be more competitive because of all the stuff going on and all the the petty shit. Them being close together, yeah. I don't know. I, I do. I really think it'll be it'll be uh, you know heated battles on the court because everyone's just itching to go. I mean, you could you could see you saw that with golf, you saw that with NASCAR, you saw that with soccer, you you literally saw it with everything. You you see that in real life with everyone being so antsy and shit. So uh, yeah, I think I think the NBA and the NBA more than any of the other sports to come back is going to be the one to to cue in on because of the type of game they play, how they constructed this bubble environment. And, uh, you know, just all all the stuff that goes into it. It's, it NBA basketball is very personal. It's five and five, you know. Um, it's going to be very cool to see. John, did you happen to see that they constructed a uh, barbershop in the bubble as well so the dudes could get their haircuts? Okay. So the joke I get about it, Mike, uh, because I definitely saw that, obviously. Uh, the joke I didn't get about it was, was it? 
like, is that something that you can do in NBA 2K or something? I mean, I mean, I guess. I mean, but I mean, I just thought about it as like guys need to get their hair cut and they just built like a legit NBA brand barbershop in the middle of the, this like bubble thing because there was no barbershop. And the dudes needed to get fresh fades, and I, I just, I felt it, dude. I thought, I thought it was pretty cool. No, I loved it too. My point was being like, do we, like, they were asking, like, you know, when I went on Twitter, I was looking at it. They were like, oh yeah, this is what a NBA Two K Five is, and I got kind of caught up with the Coach Doug's thing. That mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what, you know, actual video games are now. Yeah, I'm. I know that NBA 2K is pretty immersive. I mean, you could probably go in a barbershop and get your haircut in the game. But like, also, this is real life. It's not a. It's not a video game. Like anything that they took from that's anything that's in the video game they took from real life. I don't right. understand. I don't understand why people are like, oh, it's, a, it's the video game. It, it. The cool thing is, is when people make like real life parodies of like stuff that'll happen like in a video game i guess um i guess like in 2k like you know in 2k there's like a street mode where you can like go join like pickup games or whatever and your guy like animatronically like runs in and like goes to a spot on the baseline and your guy goes like hey i got next and like you get subbed into the game and I guess, like, people are doing, like, parody videos online and shit of some of that 2K stuff. And it's the funniest stuff. I, I absolutely love how creative some people are. Um, but it seems like some of that creativity is going to go away and the people are going to need to find a different platform because, you know, this TikTok shit, it looks like it might get shut down. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, like how how does TikTok get shut down about that though? I don't get it's because uh the date the data farming they uh they look at you know your search histories and all this stuff so um you know people in America like the American government stuff like and where it's made and and everything like they don't want the you know makers of this app to be you know listening in and influencing um you know, everyday Americans and what they're searching and what they're buying and then they're keeping tabs on them. So I don't know. It's going to be tough because that app is so popular. So it's just like, you know, what, what, what are the young people, what are the TikTok stars going to do? You know? Well, Mike, the TikTok stars are going to be a lot more famous than you and I are ever going to be. That's for sure. Yeah, it makes it makes no <laughs> sense, bro. Like, I, honestly, like that shit. I, d- I don't is I the don't dumbest. Why, but yes, they will. Bro, like, can you imagine you wanting to be like, hey, like I'm just going to follow any trend ever and only try to master. Like, my whole life's work is to master social media and just like be the fakest person and and, but i'll tell you i'm the realest person ever but i'm doing i'm trying so hard at this social media stuff where i'm literally becoming a shell of myself i don't get it like i watch all this 
shit on the internet and it's just it's just so cringy dude it's so cringy i'm like how how i don't have to be their therapist (laughs) yeah dude i don't know they're eventually gonna have to talk to a therapist about it because uh yeah no you're selling your soul for embarrassing videos on the internet why yeah man it makes no sense man like like bro like i don't know like i guess some of the stuff is harmless or whatever and it's fun but like a lot of it is just like man like maybe just like don't do that and just like <laughs> live a normal life like like shit'll pop up on the internet and it's just like a video of like some some woman and her husband and they got their baby and it's like oh the baby picks everything we do today and all this stuff and it's just like it's just like man this just seems really dumb and uh yeah i don't know it's just i don't know all these weird trends and fads and stuff i i I obviously sound wicked old right now but i don't really give a shit nope (laughs) you're as old as i am mike and um i'll let you go with this got one more for you all right all right, my guy, and then we'll get out of here. Anybody who in their life has never held a flashlight right there. Right there, you should know exactly what I mean when I say held a flashlight. For your father or for anybody else to fix something, stop listening to this podcast. Because you're an idiot. That's that's fine. Own your shit. Learn learn how to how to understand how everything is and you know what? Hold the flashlight. And if you're not accepting of things that you might not know, hold the flashlight and relax. And then yeah. you might learn something. Yeah, dude. Uh, that's a cool metaphor to basically say, like, you know, before you start spewing opinions and, you know, stuff like, you know, do your research, man. Learn yeah. about what's going on, you know, get fully informed and then make your assessments. And whether, like, your opinion is the right opinion, whether your opinion is the wrong opinion, um, at least, like, you're fully informed on the issue before you go spooning your mouth off and looking like an idiot. I, you know, I'd rather be fully informed and, you know, maybe not get something right. And then John's here to be like, Hey, Mike, look at it this way. And then I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, like that makes sense. Instead of just being like so aggressive all the time. And, uh, that, that is, that's a cool way to, uh, point it out, John, just like hold, you know, you're holding the flashlight, you know, you're, you know, while somebody else is, is working, you're being the apprentice. Mm-hmm. You're soaking it up. Figure it out, man. Um, yeah, I like that. Make sure that you have uh, your own opinions and stand by them when you do. But if you don't, don't be the asshole who stands by a bullshit opinion. Right. That's, that stinks, man. Right. Well. Well. Yeah. Before Before we get out of here, I mean, don't don't you want to talk about um, 
you know, your boy leaving the leaving that pod. I got I got to let this down. Um mixtape is over. Um I'm very upset about it, Mike. Because uh they were one of the funniest and for me, if you ever had a chance mixtape and I C K S tape mixtape. Very nice. So watch it or, or at least listen to it. Because you can also watch it, Mike, on YouTube. Uh, yeah, dude, I think um I think you gotta respect his decision at the end of the day. Oh, it's like uh it's like the other dude, like as as shitty as it is, um that they left, it's it's you know, it, it didn't sit right with them. Nope. And, you know, nope. sure maybe is. maybe that wasn't the end-all, be-all for them. Maybe there was something more in their story and more in their path. And, you know, they need to take the time to, you know, find it and see that out themselves. And I think that's I, – I think, especially for a guy like uh, Cooley Mick, dude, I think, you know, I think he will move on to, you know, and really sort of come into his own now. Um. I don't think so this is my this is my you know idea about the pod um, about mixtape was Tyler was the was the the butter to the meat and I don't think Cole he had any meat Okay, so they, yeah, it's probably not. So you're saying that this dude that was with them from the jump like didn't bring anything to the table is what you're saying? Oh, I'm not saying he didn't bring anything to the table. I'm just saying that Tyler was the absolute, uh, you know, uh, meat of the podcast. Like he he made the podcast go, and right. Coley was so good at setting him up to be that good. And now we're just not going to get a good podcast like that. We're not going to get a great podcast, I should say. One of the greats. Both parties are going to have to reassess themselves, you know. And uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what avenue, you know, Tyler might go down, you know. Right. And I'm going to follow Tyler more than I follow Coley. And I love them both. Um. Coley has Section 10, and he does that podcast with Caravas, and he talks about the Red Sox, and that's great. I love that. But, um, no, I'm going to follow Tyler uh, wherever he goes. And uh, Well, yeah, I mean, you got to support your boys, dude. You got to support, you know, the, the shows you like. He's, the he's, guy. He has that voice for a yeah, podcast, dude. and uh, I'm I'm very upset. Well, it sounds it. Sounds it. it, sounds it. But yeah, dude, you gotta get, you gotta support your guy, and you know, hope that you know what's gonna happen next will you know help out for the future. I mean, right. it's you know, it's a weird time in in the world right now, and you know, it's you gotta just you know, shit happens, and you know, these shows don't last forever, and um, I just think that you know maybe. You know, Ty- Tyler might link that Tyler dude. 
on the mixtape show. He might link up with somebody else and they'll call call a new show something else and then they'll be hitting again and you'll be like, This is this is cool. But and Mike, we're never gonna not link up again. Obviously. We're gonna, we're oh, gonna dude, be doing this for thirty five years. They'll pick up on it at some point and make us a billion dollars. Dude, I dude, we, you know, from day one, <laughs> looking at fucking dinosaur books at in preschool to now to the That's end of time, right. bro. Like, uh, I think it's different when, like, for for you, for you and I, you know, we're best buds, and you know, like, this is this is more than a podcast. For a lot of those things, you man, it's business. You know, as much as it, as much as you love that du- that other dude or something, it's it's a business more or less for them. Um, and that's why I really love Pat McAfee because he really put, puts on for his, uh, for his boys. And he always, he always supports them. And, um, that's why he, he's a big influence for, for me. And, um, I, I really enjoy our podcast and, and cause we talked about it all tonight, dude. Think about what, think about it. Right. We talked about these hard hitting social issues we talked about sports. We talked about games, and we talked about making money on the golf course because we're bosses, bro. And you know we're having fun, and I think that's I think that's all that we can do right now. I mean, the world is tough right now. All we're doing is working, grinding, um, sure. trying to make the most most of it. Like this podcast is like a salvation almost for us. So we're gonna have a blast and and try to put out good content. So let's start it out, Mike. Uh, where All can right. we find us? All right, Coles the Takes, Apple, Spotify, wherever. Um, find find me at st underscore Katzler. John, tell the people where you're at, and we'll get out. John J. Pat, Twitter. Go ahead and grind us, find us. Make sure that you subscribe us, Mike. That's right. Make sure you subscribe, like, and subscribe. Love it. Talk to you soon. Hey, hey, talk to you soon, John. Love you, bro. Love you. Yeah.